Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture Ya ayyuhal nasu taqu rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahida wa khalaqa minha zawjaha وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثات بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجزين أبريز الله سبحانه وتعالى and he's the only one worthy of praise and seek his help, his guidance and his forgiveness I believe in him and I trust him. I seek refuge in Almighty Allah from the evil of our passions. Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen and I testify that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets. O Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam which is his sunnah. The words of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability. Fear Allah and don't die unless you are Muslims. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all. And I would like to welcome you all for continuation of our series concerning Akhtar al-Musallim or Jami' Akhtar al-Musallim. Common mistakes done by those who or some of those who perform the prayer. Today, inshallah, we have a new chapter, chapter number 10. <clears throat> and this is concerning some mistakes related to congregation prayer Salat al-Jama'ah and inshallah we have few points here that we would like to mention today and Try to learn about it. 
that we may inshallah try to avoid it while we engage in our prayer and also that we can learn about them so we can help other Muslims who may join it. One of the things that we want to discuss today, people rushing to catch the Salat al-Jama'ah, the congregation prayer. Islam had legislated a special manner for a person who going to the mosque or entering the mosque and if Islam telling us how to walk to the Salah this itself shows you how important it's supposed to be devoted and mindful in your prayer. So the hadith which in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying <coughs> وعليكم السكينة فما أدركتم فصلوا وما فاتكم فأتموا The Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying what the meaning is when the salah is being established or the iqama for the prayer is being started so don't come to the prayer while you walking fast, but come walking normally. Have sakina tranquility while you walking. Whatever you catch from the salah, that perform. Whatever that you miss from the salah, make it up later after the finishing of the imam. So there is two different type of walking mentioned in this hadith. One which a person almost like close to running. And one which is the normal walking. So when a person going to the mosque or entering the mosque, try to, out of concern, to catch the prayer. It's good that you have this concern, but it's wrong for you to be rushing, taking fast steps. This is not right. And the Prophet ﷺ forbid us to do this. And he found some people they hear the Imam in the loudspeaker while they walking outside by the front door and they can hear the Imam, he's going to ruku' saying Allahu Akbar. So they throw their shoes, kick it out of their foot very fast, jump into the door, slam it, 
running inside the musalla for purpose of catching the bound down so it can count as a rak'ah for them. It's good that you be concerned, but it's not good that you break the sunnah and that you do a manner which doesn't fit the coming to the prayer. And like I said, we need to reflect if the Prophet ﷺ concerned about the way how we come to the prayer, how we walk going to the prayer. Can you imagine how much we're supposed to be devoted in the prayer? It's so sad you found people as soon they say Allahu Akbar enter the salah. Now everything almost, almost everything is itching now. His ears, the rack of his neck, scratching the hair, the sleeves is tight, everything. They start to touch in every place, scratching, doing this and that. This is not right, this is not proper. And therefore, the person to be in the salah. So, inshallah, let's try to remember this. And when we enter in the mosque, or leaving our house, going to the mosque, or even driving in the car, going to the mosque, that it has to be a, a different from where we're going someplace else. You see, alhamdulillah, this being legislated by Allah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most compassionate, the most merciful. This is not an aeroplane. You late for three minutes, the door is closed, it's gone. You could not make it. You see? Even if the person arrives to the mosque, arrives to the mosque after the jama'ah prayer is finished, is over, you will still receive the reward of making jama'ah prayer. But, let's keep this in mind. We don't sit engaged, doing different things, watching TV, talking in the phone, until now one minute before time of ikama, you're going to start leave your house, knowing it's going to take you at least seven minutes to drive to the mosque. You see? So you already know that you're late. And now as soon you arrive, now you'll be running inside the market trying to catch the rak'ah. This is not proper. But if you leave in time, and you drive carefully, and you walk in a normal speed, and for some reason the train was crossing, as a result of this you've been delaying for the prayer, now when you arrive to the mosque, the jama'ah prayer is over, you will be rewarded as if you pray in jama'ah. So let's remember this now. The second point we wanted to be engaged in talking, discussion, whatever they're doing, and now taking their sweet time to walk to the mosque, 
not caring about being in the first rank. You're already in the mosque, or the premises of the mosque. They know that the imam will take him about five minutes to go in ruku'ah, they take their time. Making the wudu and still talking. But we have to understand that there is something very important in addition to be in the jama'ah, which is to be in the first rank. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, This hadith in the collection of Imam Muslim, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying that some people continue being late until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take them late or delay them from doing the good. We always have to hasten towards doing the good. And we know that the Prophet ﷺ telling us about the importance of being in the first rank. If the people know how much a great reward being in the first rank, and we have no choice, no means to reach the first rank unless that we cast lots, it's going to be a matter of competition. We're going to cast lab to see if our draw will come that we can be in the first rank. But some people, they have the opportunity to be in the first rank, but they don't want to be there taking their time. The strange thing, sometimes they find that the kids is there behind the imam, and after this, here, the adult come and dragging their feet, they will be standing in second and third rank. As the Prophet وسلم, said in Hadith Abu Hurairah, لو يعلم الناس ما في النداء والصف الأول ثم لم يجدوا إلا أن يستهموا عليه لاستهموا. This Hadith in the collection of the Imam Muslim. If the people know the reward that in calling the Adhan and being part of the first rank and they have no means to achieve this, Unless they cast lot, they will do so. Number three. People from the common mistakes of some Muslims, they hear the ikama, <coughs> establish, and since they know the Imam takes his time, takes about 10 minutes to finish reading Fatiha and reading Surah, so instead of joining the Jama'ah, they do what? They go pray two Rak'at Sunnah first. And this is wrong. You are not supposed to start optional prayer. If the jama'ah prayer is already established, as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying in the hadith, إِذَا أُقِيمَةُ الصَّلَاةِ فَلَا صَلَاةَ إِلَّا الْمَكْتُوبَةِ 
is the Iqama established? No prayer supposed to be done on except the obligatory prayer. So we are not engaged. We are not supposed to engage in any optional prayer. If the Iqama is already established. Now, what about a person who is already in Salah? And the Salah has been established already. What is supposed to do? If the person about to finish his prayer, close to finish, and it allow him that he knows that he will have enough time to catch the Imam in the first rak'at, inshallah, no harm. to finish his sunnah and after this join the obligatory prayer as long as he doesn't miss the first rak'ah but if the person knowing from himself that he takes so long to finish a rak'ah or knowing from this imam that he's so quick or that he read a short surah and by the time for him completing his sunnah, he will miss the first rak'ah, so he will break his sunnah, leave the sunnah, and go and join the imam. Imam Ibn Abd al-Barr and other said, Al-Hujjah in the Tanazu' al-Sunnah. So whosoever support his argument with the sunnah, indeed he is successful. Therefore, what we know from the sunnah, not to make inafila or optional prayer. If the salah is established, and a person can do it after the congregation prayer, this will be more closer to the sunnah. So that the person want to make sunnah to zuhra as example, or want to make two rak'at before maghrib, but the iqama is already is established, so he should join the congregation prayer. And if he wants to make up this sunnah that he missed before, he can do it after the obligatory prayer. Number four. Neglecting making the prayer in the earliest time possible. 
as we understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his mercy he allowed time between the two prayers like between Zuhr and Asri that's about three hours between Asr and Maghrib especially during this day they have about four hours and so the Salah is still acceptable but we always have to do the best in our Islam especially if there is nothing to delete you the, from the prayer the Prophet ﷺ been questioned أَيُّ الْأَعْمَالِ أَحَبُّ إِلَى اللَّهِ what are the best deeds or what are the deeds that loved more by Allah the Prophet ﷺ said الصلاة على وقتها praying the prayer as soon it comes Some people say, I have homework to finish. Some other person say, I have to listen to the news. Another person say, let me take a nap first. You see? You will wake up after an hour and you will pray before us. It's still acceptable. But we, sh we could not take this as a habit. We should be concerned about making the prayer as soon as it comes. That means if the event is called, now it's time for me to go get myself ready. Make an udu, get the proper clothes for the salah, make my sunnah, and after this you make the farz. So we're talking about 20 minutes, half an hour maximum after the time of prayer starting. But not two hours as example. This is not the proper thing. So we shouldn't, especially, we shouldn't do this, especially that some people sit in watching TV. Or doing something that is nothing going to happen if they delete what they're doing. And put the Salah first as a priority. As Aisha radiallahu anha narrated that the Prophet sallallahu when she questioned about the Prophet, she said, كان في مهنة أهلي That means the Prophet sallallahu used to help in the house. فإذا حضرت الصلاة خرج إلى الصلاة But when the time for the prayer comes, the Prophet ﷺ is to leave the house and go to the Salah. So we have to have a priority in our life, even knowing the Salah is still acceptable, but we should make the Salah as soon as it comes, this more dearer and beloved by Allah. Number five, 
from the common mistakes that we see some Muslims, even some Imams, do it. Saying Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim in the beginning of the Salah out loud. The proper Sunnah that to say Bismillah inward and after this you start saying loudly Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen and the rest of the Fatiha. Anas ibn Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, told us that the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi and Abu Bakr wa Umar, they used to open their prayer with Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. collection of Imam Muslim Anas is saying Sallaytu ma'a Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa Abi Bakrin wa Umar wa Uthman falam asma' ahadam minhum yakra' Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim pray behind the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and I pray behind Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman I didn't hear any of them saying Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim so what is the proper way that the Imam will say inward Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim and after this start the recitation loud with what Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman ar-Rahim and continue Some of the scholars, they said, it's supposed to be said out loud because it is a verse from the Surah Al-Fatiha. So why is going to be said different? But as we understand, there is no logic to be utilized here. Because we understand, even if we agree with some of the schools that say that Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim is a verse from the Fatiha, but there's no need for us to say it out loud, even we believe so, because this is not the way how the Prophet ﷺ did it. Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim rahmatullahi alayhi said, the Prophet ﷺ used to recite Fatiha, he used to say out loud, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, sometimes, and he used to hide it most of the time. Nevertheless, issues which 
differences of opinion among the people and among the scholars, which doesn't violate our prayer, shouldn't be an issue that we debate and argue and fuss among each other about it, boycott one another, and maybe stop praying behind such imam if he did so. So if the imam, as example, say Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim out loud, it's not for you to go and admonish the imam about it, or for you to stop praying in his mosque or behind him. Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahmatullahi alayhi said, Among the Sahaba and the Tabi'oon, and those who came after them, some of them had recited Fatiha with the best. This doesn't, didn't stop them to pray behind each other. Like Imam Abu Hanifa and his companion and Imam al-Shafi'i. They had pray and perform the prayer behind the people of Al-Madina from the Malik school, which they did not say out loud, neither they say it secretly, and they pray behind them. So even some people who did not say Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, they did not say it, not inward, inward or outward. But still, the people from other schools, they pray behind them. So we have to have patience with one another, and we understand that to make the issues to cause this unity among ourselves. The next issue also which is a debatable issue among a lot of scholars reciting the Fatiha behind the Imam especially in the Salah which the Imam recite loud because basically there is no differences among the school of thought or among the Muslims in general about everybody recite the Fatiha behind the Imam in Salat al-Zuhr in Salat al-Asr but the difference comes Concerning Salat al-Isha as example, Salat al-Fajr, morning prayer, okay? Some they recite, and some they go with the opinion that the hadith is saying, and this what Shaykh al-Albani, rahmatullahi alayhi, strongly believe that the hadith من كان له إمام فقراءة الإمام له قراءة whoever 
has Imam leading him in the Salah. So his recitation is recitation for the followers. And also that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Al-Quran, Surah Al-A'raf, verse number 204, وَإِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنِ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنْصِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ When the Quran is recited, so listen to it and pay attention that you may receive mercy. So this also another evidence that when the Quran is recited, you are not supposed to be reciting. You're supposed to listen. While the other school of thought or the other people who believe that you have to say Fatiha, you also they have Dalil. And they have Hadith. The Prophet sallallahu There's no salah for a person who is not reciting the Fatiha, the opening chapter. And everybody can argue his point. Nevertheless, those people who see the necessity and that the hadith, the necessity of reciting the Fatiha behind the Imam at all times, and they take this opinion, we are not going to fight with them. And for those people who felt after studying and asking that recitation of the Imam is sufficient for them and for them to listen, inshallah, they are acceptable also and Allah will cover inshallah both of them with his mercy. But let me tell you one issue here, which is a common mistake related to the Fatiha here, that some people, especially those who lead Salah, they will recite the Fatiha the whole Fatiha in one breath or if they want to be very generous they maybe do it twice only اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين This is not the sunnah As Umm Salama, may Allah be pleased with her told us that Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم He used to recite the Quran Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman ar-Rahim 
مالك يوم الدين كتاب يقطع قراءته آية آية. Okay. So the sunnah is to what? To stop after every verse. Okay. To stop after every verse. Not to join the verses. And it's too bad. You understand? Seven verses. A person will read all of them in one breath. And this is something very common. And we are not talking about any normally. We're talking about scholars and Imams in the mosque and overseas also is not uh, something here, okay? Also from the common mistakes that in noticeable that you found the Imam made a time after reciting the Fatiha to allow the followers to say the Fatiha. Is this not the practice of the Prophet ﷺ? We understand and we have hadith that it tells us about the Prophet ﷺ used to be quiet after he say Allahu Akbar and enter the Salah. Okay? There is a clear cut evidence and Abu Bakr, Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu Ask the Prophet ﷺ about why he's quiet after he say Allahu Akbar entering the Salah and before he starts to recite. So the Prophet ﷺ, he told him that he used, that he recite, Allahumma ba'id bayni wa bayna khatayaya kama ba'adta bayna al-mashriq wa al-maghrib. اللهم نقني من خطايا من الخطايا كما ينقى الثوب الأبيض من الدنس اللهم اغسلني اللهم اغسل خطاياي بالماء والثلج والبرد The Prophet told Abu Hurairah that he recites the opening dua which the meaning oh Allah set me far from my sins as far as the the east away from the west. Oh Allah, cleanse me from my mistakes and my sins, same way that the white garment is being cleaned from impurity. Oh Allah, wash me from my sins and my mistakes with water and snow. And I. As for Hadith Samura, Samura, bin Jundub, that he learned from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, two sectors that mean he used to be quiet in his salah. One after he say Allahu Akbar. And one after what he say, غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين. This is correct, but this is not a time that the Imam do it for purpose of the follower to 
زي فاتحة as Imam Ahmed he disliked this also Imam Malik and Abu Hanifa and the majority of the scholars they dislike the Imam to be quiet after Fatiha allowing the people to recite the Fatiha it's no dalil for this as for the hadith of Samura that it was quiet like the Prophet used to be quiet after he, he used to stop and be quiet after each verse but not for people to recite the Fatiha after him also from the common mistakes of those who perform the prayer that when the Imam finish reciting the Quran they will say what Sadaqallahul Azim this is not part of the Salah neither is part of the Zikr to be said in Salah Neither it is recommended to be said any time after finishing reciting the Quran. Therefore, if somebody says that it's mustahab or is good or to let the people know that we finish reciting Quran, we said, so why the Prophet ﷺ didn't recommend this for us? And actually, this will be included under the category of bid'ah and innovation. And we know that the Prophet ﷺ had asked Abdullah ibn Mas'ud to recite the Qur'an for him one day. And Abdullah ibn Mas'ud say, O oh, Prophet of Allah, you are the one who receives the Qur'an, Qur'an will revealed to you, you want to hear it from me? He said, yes, I love to hear the Qur'an from others. So, Ibn Mas'ud, he recites the Qur'an from Surah Nisa to the Prophet And after this, when he reaches the verse number 41, the Prophet ﷺ told him what? Enough, enough. He did not say to him to say Sadaqallah al-Azim, neither the Prophet ﷺ said Sadaqallah al-Azim. Ibn Mas'ud, he looked, he said, I saw the Prophet ﷺ, his tears coming out of his eyes. Yes, we believe that Allah is the best and the most truthful one in his speech in his judgment in everything but Allah didn't tell us neither the Prophet told us or taught us for us to say Sadaqallah al-Azim in the end of the prayer uh, in the end of 
reciting the Quran. Also from the common mistakes that we see that among some Muslims when they perform the prayer standing in the rank while the pillars of the mass between them. Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. He said, We used to avoid the pillars during the time of the Prophet So as long as the mosque is big enough, is no necessity, we shouldn't allow the pillars in the mosque to be dividing our ranks. And that the people will be together shoulder to shoulder, foot to foot, from one wall to the other wall, nothing between them to separate them. So if there is a pillar that will make it in front of us or behind us or between the lines, but not to make them break the lines of the people who perform the prayer. A common mistake also that done by some of those who perform the prayer, some Muslims, they understood the hadith of the best ranks of men to be the first and the worst are the latter and the best ranks for women are the latter and the worst are the first. This not in general. This if Muslims praying together, male and female, men and women. So, and this also to tell you that was no partition between men and women in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Otherwise, why is the Prophet sallallahu alaihi going to tell them? Which one is the first, which one is the last, because there is a partition, nobody see the other. But with no partition. And if the Prophet wants want to put a partition, will be a partition. Therefore, with no partition between men and women, so the Prophet encouraged men to be in the first ranks always. And for women to try to be distant from men as much as possible. So he told the men that the best of your rank, the most rewarded will be the first. So the first is better than the second, and the second better than the third, and the third better than the last, like this. And for the women, the last is better than the first. Why? Because you will be more distant from the men. But if if the women are praying together, let's say sisters gather in one of the sister house for a class, or that the sister are meet in the mosque to have a class, and they reach there like six o'clock, which is the imam already leads the salat al asr at 5.30, so when they arrive there, they will make Asri together, Jama'ah, alright, so in this case, now the best 
ranks of women are the front, the first. Okay. Why? Because it's more rewarded, because it's more closer to the Imam. Also from the common mistakes that we see among the Muslims in Salat al-Jama'ah, congregation prayer, keeping their feet a distance from each other. Assuming that straighten the rank is only by the shoulder, which is not correct. When the Prophet ﷺ told the Sahaba to straighten their ranks, straight their lines, in the hadith which reported by Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, he said, أَقِيمُوا صُفُوفَكُمْ فَإِنِّي أَرَاكُمْ مِنْ وَرَاءِ ظَهْرِ Anas said, وَكَانَ أَحَدُنَا يُوْزِقُ مِنْكَ بَهُوبِ مِنْكَ بِصَاحِبِهِ وقدمه بقدمه وقدمه بقدمه The Prophet ﷺ said establish your ranks indeed I see you from behind me Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the Prophet ﷺ the ability to see what's happening behind him and so his back is to the Sahaba. So he told them, straighten your rank. It's not because my back to you that I don't see what's going on. Indeed, I see you from behind. Therefore, for some people, to stay a distance from each other, or they will be close to each other, shoulder to shoulder, but the foot are a distance, this is wrong. And basically it happened because some people according to their school of thought that you're supposed to be have your two feet close to each other distance of four fingers only. And this is not the sunnah. If you're praying by yourself your right foot will be a distance from your foot equal to your shoulder. How far is the right shoulder from the left shoulder? This what is supposed to be the distance between your two feet, not four fingers. And if you are stand in prayer, congregation prayer with other Muslims, now your foot is supposed to touch your Muslim brother's foot and your shoulder is supposed to touch his shoulder from the right as well as from the left. The proper way to, stress, to straighten our ranks is that we have our uncles, ankles to the other brother's ankles. Because this is the only way that we can straighten the prayer, straighten the rank in the prayer. Because our foot different sizes. And this is the reason that you found some of us wearing 
size 11 shoes and some seven and a half. Okay? Well, don't have the same size feet. So if we try to figure how to straighten our rank by toes or by heels, it's not going to be straight line. But we take the ankle to the ankle. Because the ankle is the center of your body. Alright? One other common mistake, we can call it a mistake, that some people they did not believe and deny the existence or the permissibility of having a second jama'ah. And this issue in the last two, three years was not a life issue before, but in the last two to three years it became very hot issues among the brothers and a lot of argument, a lot of debate about it. But it shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. This is Masail Ishtihadiya. And somebody can have a evidence for not, and somebody also can have a evidence for, yes it can. So what? Are we going to be shooting each other? Stop talking to each other because something like this, this is not proper. But instead of calling it a mistake, let's say that we have some little bit details about it. A mask which you build, or they call it musalla, like people who when they go for hajj, those who went for hajj, and on the highway you found a lot of masajid, not a lot, but every one hour traveling you may find one mosque. So the imam already makes the salah and gone. And people stop, 60 people, 200 people make salah and they go, another bus come and like this. It's okay to repeat the jama'ah. And those people who came from the bus, you understand, they pray together. It's no problem. Okay? They can come later after the Salah. It's already been established. They come hour to hour. But if this mask is the only mask in the town or the only mask in the locality, and it has a regular imam, and some people, they did not come there because they have differences with the imam, and as soon as the imam finish, five, ten minutes later, they come and make their own jama'ah, like a clique, okay? Like some of those people nowadays, they are clique, okay? Making their own masjid, they have their own shayukh, they have everything, their own, their own, and they are the right and you are the wrong. So in a case like this, we say, no, you could not make a second jama'ah. Because what is the reason that caused you not to come for jama'ah? Why you did not pray behind the imam? 
all because this Imam, you understand, we don't know if he's down on the Sunnah enough like us or no. His soul, we understand, is this. Or we understand he took some hair from his cheeks, so he's not having a full beard. And you know, it's makroh to take from the beard. All kind of excuses, why not? This is not right. And those people will say to them, it's not permissible for you to make a second jama'ah. One other issue that we would like to talk about it, that some people believe mistakenly that they could not make the prayer that they miss in jama'ah. Like if somebody overslept, okay, and he got up, and I say, okay, I pray by myself, you pray by yourself. This is not right. It is permissible to make the missing prayer in Jamaat. Or, as example, people who are travelers, they stop on the road, and they make the prayer. They make it together. There's no harm in this. And we understand that the Prophet ﷺ, one day he missed the prayer. He didn't pray it in time. This was in a war. This hadith Jabir ibn Abdullah that Umar ibn al-Khattab in the battle of the ditch, Khandaq, after sun sat already, He said, O oh, Prophet of Allah, I didn't make Asr. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, me too, by Allah I didn't pray. So they got up and they made wudu, and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Umar, and Umar, and those Sahaba who did not pray, they pray, the Asr after sun, sunset down. And after this we pray the Maghrib. Same thing in another case was in Salat al-Fajr it happened with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa when he put Bilal to be in charge to wake them up, and Bilal overslept, and they got up after some been rosin again, already. Now last thing that we want to mention as a common mistake about congregation prayer, that some people believe mistakenly <coughs> that a person, if he that if a person makes a prayer that he did not say it the same way. What I mean by this? Like somebody he missed or overslept 
Salat al-Fajr. So 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, they're about to make Fajr. How they supposed to say it? Now, some people believe mistakenly that they have to say it secret because now it's the daytime. But usually you say Salat al-Fajr, morning prayer, out loud. Okay? Same thing apply if somebody forgot to pray Zohar. So, you remember after Aisha. So, oh, now is the night time, so I'm going to pray what? Zohar in secret. That means I'm not going to read, recite out loud. This is not correct. Okay? Sheikh Ibn Jibreel, rahmatullahi alayhi, big question. إذا نام جماعة عن صلاة الفجر ولم يستيقظوا إلا بعد طلوع الشمس فهل يجهرون بالقراءة أم لا؟ If a group of people overslept, they did not get up for fajr prayer until something risen. Should we say the salah? <coughs> Excuse me, out loud, or how this was to say it? The Sheikh Hafizahullah said, they perform it as soon as they get up. Not to delay it. And they will say it out loud. And if they pray it in its time, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not big. With this, inshallah, we come to conclusion to our chapter, chapter number 10. Common mistakes related to congregation prayer. And inshallah, next week we will have chapter 11, inshallah. This will be the end of our class today. If anybody have any question related to the subject, ومن انترتينت جزاكم الله خيرا في الاثنين ومن الله سبحانه وتعالى بينك السير والسنر لوات بين السير In conclusion we ask Allah that he brings you benefit through this lecture for more information you may contact us through the following address the Islamic Propagation Office Rabwa, P.O. Box 29467 Saudi Arabia Phone 445-490-0 Also 4916065 Feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh